Welcome back to the uh, February 2021 edition of the podcast. How are you, Emily? Doing all right. This month has been interesting. This month has been cold. This month has been very cold. That's all right. We're going to keep things hot on the podcast, though, with all kinds of exciting things that are happening around OSSB. Now, you may not have known this, but we actually closed for the first time in a while this month. Yep. Well, yeah, since I think 2013, if I remember right, we I had a snow day. I believe you're right, because it was before I came. It's definitely very interesting to see the school close, but I'm sure everybody was enjoying their snow day with the six inches of snow we got. Oh, I worked on all my records. That's what I did. Oh, yep. you made Teacher some... records. That's, that's uh-huh. what we were doing. You spent your snow day productively. Right. Right, absolutely. We did have a couple of days that we didn't get many students show up. And that happens a lot. Um, yeah, around this time. And roads being bad and things like that. So we're going to cover some of what we did on those snow days. Uh, we're going to go over and take a look at some changes that are going on in the original building. Uh, got a new rec room over there in the old multi-purpose room. So it we'll, sounds very fun. Yeah, we'll take you on a tour of that. The fifth grade class was very busy this month and gave us a lot of material so we're going to share that with you as well yes they did they made quite a few contributions to the podcast this month with read aloud day which you'll see what that is in a while and how to make homemade snow ice cream have you ever made snow ice cream before Uh, one time when i was probably four or five years old i made it Back in 2014, when we had all that other snow. That was pretty fun. And I just remember my grandmother bringing over this gigantic, big round tub <laughs> that had a motor on the bottom that like would stir all the stuff. You know, oh. you dump all the snow in it, and you put all your ingredients in it, and you turn this thing on, and it was like a huge blender or something. Probably wasn't that big, but you know, to a four big or five, year, five old, year old, yeah, it looked it looked big to me. And the pub has been busy too. They're going to give us some contributions this month. Uh, we're going to interview a couple of folks and see how they feel about being back at school in person since it's been almost a month now. It's and always good to see the podcast club doing things. Yeah, they're excited, man. Monty and Evan and Scotty and Michaela, and we're going to interview. Jessica Leach, who is now Jessica Rickards. She went to OSSB for a couple of years back when I first started teaching in 97 or 98. So we'll talk with her about what she's doing now. She's very successful out in New Mexico. Oh. Beyond the listen through the podcast, there is an old piece of technology that you will hear. I wonder what it'll be. I wonder. We also have... To round out the podcast, a creative writing showcase from our Creative Writers Club that yours truly contributed to. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be Friday the 26th. Yes, it is at 4 p.m. By the time this comes out, it'll already be over, but don't worry. We'll still have it captured for you guys to listen to. Yep, thanks to our chief student editor, Emily. I'm the only student editor. (laughs) not hard to be chief when you're the only one yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's get to it emily how about it here's to another month and here's to a month yet to come and thanks for tuning in thank you so much all right on the podcast it's time to meet one of our new students this is brie good morning brie good morning 
Hi, Bree. Where are you from? Cincinnati. And whose class are you in at OSSB? Mrs. Perano's. How do you like being here in person back at school? I like it because there's more to do on Zoom. It was kind of hard because we couldn't have and we couldn't have like the teachers helping you because they couldn't do it on Zoom. It was bad on Zoom. Well, I'm sure they were helping you. It was just probably different, right? Yeah, it was. All right. So what's your favorite thing about being back at OSSB? I really like the dorms and some of the students. Okay. Joining us on the podcast and the podcast club today, we have our members, Evan, Scotty, Monty, and Michaela. She's back with a second semester. And joining us today from the Ohio State University is Miss Silvera Hayes. Welcome to the podcast. And we're so glad that you're here. You're going to be interning with us as part of the Ohio State TVI program. And you are the first interview that this podcast club has done. I am super excited. I'm even more excited to go ahead and be the first person to be interviewed. I'm very ready. All right. So Monty is going to start us off. All right. Thank you. So my first question, what exactly did you go over in your class in college? Depends on the class. I've taken a variety of classes. We go over core subjects. So I've done things like math and, and social studies and English. Um, I've also, I took Braille last semester and I learned some basic Braille. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, currently, I'm taking a math methods course, which is kind of just teaching me how to think about math in a different way so that it's more accessible for children and the different ways that children learn. Some other things that I've done, I have taken a curriculum course which teaches me how to lesson plan. So I write lesson plans to make sure I meet all the standards that need to be met as a teacher. Oh, I've taken music and art classes too. Um, Both of those have been pretty fun. I've learned about different methods for art and different ways to approach art. As well as my music class, I learned how to play ukulele, which was actually a really fun experience. Um, but I do a wide variety of things, really, so it's hard to say in like one sentence. All right, thank you. Yeah, that's great. You know, you went from one extreme to the other, though. You were talking about Braille, and I was like, oh, that's great. And then you started talking about math, and I was like, oh, no. I'm not a great, <laughs> you know, I'm not a lover of math like some people. <laughs> so. I'm working on trying to love it a little bit more. So. Yeah, yeah, good for you. Good for you. All right. So let's go ahead on to Evan. Interested in becoming a TVI. My interest in becoming a TVI actually started when I got to Ohio State. I had always had really good relationships with my teachers in school when I was in elementary school and high school, and I decided I wanted to be a teacher. And then I came to Ohio State, and I sat on a seminar that kind of talked about the visual impairment program at Ohio State, and it's the first time I'd ever heard of any program like that, and I was interested in it. And as I got to thinking about it, I when I was in elementary school, I, we had a reader's uh, a reading buddy program where you would read with someone else. And my reading buddy was one of my best friends at the time, and he was blind. And we would just sit together, and we would just read. Occasionally, we'd get a dog that's coming to give us a read. And I just thought it was the most fun thing that I'd ever done in elementary school. And so as I got to thinking about it, I decided that I wanted to try it, and I thought it would be a really unique experience and something that I think I could be really good at. So that's kind of what made my deciding factor. Yeah, that's great. So your certification, you'll be doing VI or early childhood, correct? Yep. I will be certified to teach kindergarten through fifth grade 
early childhood education, or I'll be able to teach pre-K, kindergarten through 12th grade, visual impairment. Gotcha, okay. So I really get to explore the whole range. Right, I wasn't sure about the, the 6 through 12 part. I got a lot of numbers floating around my head sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right, so Michaela, let's go with you next, and then I think I'm going to mute you just because there's a lot of background noise where you are. So I'm going to have you ask your question, and then after you ask your question, I'm going to I'm gonna hit mute, okay? Okay. How do you like working with the visually impaired how do you like working with us so far so i think that's a wonderful question i haven't had a ton of experience so it's definitely a very new experience but i am really excited i think that this opportunity is crazy awesome like i i'm so close to the school for blind that it's such a great opportunity i wish i could meet with students in person i know that with COVID and everything it's kind of hard but I love making connections in person and getting to, you know, interact with people in person. I think it's a great way to start forming relationships. But so far, with the little bit of time I've had, I really love it. I'm excited to continue for this semester, though. And Michaela chatted in a thank you on that. So, yeah, that'll be great after the vaccines come out and we start to open things up a little bit more and uh, you actually come in and, and get some of that real experience and, you know, hands-on experience working with all the, the tools, but mainly – you know, the people. So that's going to be very exciting and we're going to be excited to see you. All right. Excuse me. All right. One more question. Go ahead. Um, what do you plan to achieve once you earn your scholarship? Like, um, with being a teacher, what are you trying to achieve with that? I think my biggest goal with becoming a teacher is to just make an accessible space for everyone to learn. I feel like going throughout school, while I didn't realize it now as I reflect on it, I see that there are so many areas of education that are inaccessible that could it could just make it easier for everybody to learn, um, just to bring in that accessibility component into education. Also just creating like a safe space for all students to learn. There's so many kids that go through school and hate school and hate learning because of the experiences they've had. And it breaks my heart because I think learning is the coolest thing in the world. So I really hope to create an environment where I can inspire kids to love learning because it actually is pretty awesome. So that's a big thing I want to accomplish. All right. Thank you. Yeah, that is great stuff. Of course. Thank you for the question. Yeah, that is that is outstanding. That's kind of why I went into it myself, actually. I was a music teacher before, and then uh, I was like, man, I get people using technology and all these neat tools and breaking down barriers. So that's great. Okay, let's go, Scotty. What are your future accomplishments that you want to have in the School of the Blind? I think I want to form relationships. When I did the meeting with everybody last Tuesday, something that somebody said stuck out to me, and they said that they wanted, they asked us if we had any questions, and one question was posed, if there was something that we could do best in the program and during our time here. And one student said that they just wanted us to treat you guys all like you're normal because you are and that stuck out to me because somebody spoke up about that and it obviously is something that they don't experience frequently so i think my biggest goal is to just treat this program like any other program because it really is and to make those meaningful relationships with all of you because i think that that's the best way to start educating other people they can see that it's not any different and i think that that would be an awesome accomplishment yeah, that's really good. Okay, is there any more questions from anyone? I have a question. 
Go ahead, Evan. What made you wanted you to um, take part in the podcast club? I didn't get a choice at first. Sally, I'm not sure how you guys address her. Sally um, kind of had us all divided up into the clubs already, so I was already put into podcast club. But I occasionally listen to podcast podcasts. Usually they're education related because I love learning, and so I think you know listening to podcasts is an easy way to get some information, and it's a fun way to get information. So I know that despite the fact that I didn't choose to do the podcast club, it's definitely something I'm really interested in because I do like podcasts so much. And it's such an interesting idea to see how they're actually made. You know, it's not something I think about frequently, but seeing how, you know, you have to convert the files and you have to get rid of the stuff's like the parts like, um, you know, I think it's really cool to see what goes into making those podcasts. Oh, all right. And yeah, I think you guys are going to get to experience many of the clubs because you do like a two-week rotation so we only get you for two weeks yeah so i will be here next week and then i'll move on to another club i think i'm international club two weeks from now but she did say that if there was a club that stuck out to us particularly we could try to see if we could stay in that club so definitely something i'm open to if once everybody's kind of explored the clubs to see what they like right yeah and i think it's great to explore all those different clubs and i really want to explore international food club you know, and I think everybody in that club should get DoorDash deliveries every week that they meet. You know, today we're gonna eat some food from <laughs> Brazil. Yeah, yeah, and then you know maybe we we'll eat some Greek food and some Italian food or whatever. Uh, that'd be awesome. Outside of education, what kind of things do you like to do? I love to listen to audiobooks. I would say I love to read, but I really struggle to find time to read. Mm-hmm. So I love to listen to audiobooks. I hang out with my family. I have a younger sister who is nine spend a lot of time with her she's pretty awesome Mm. other than that i i kind of just like watching tv and hanging out i don't like to do a ton especially now with covid i don't really get out and do much right now so yeah yep well got to keep it small and kind of limited a little bit about getting out and doing things that's for sure we are so excited to have you on the podcast and uh appreciate the work that you've done you're in you're in your third year now of the program is that right yes i am So you'll be coming up on student teaching pretty soon. Yeah, I actually have. It'll start next semester in August, and there's actually an opportunity. I don't know where my placement will be, but there's a chance I could be at the School for the Blind. There's a few options, but that's one of the options. So great. I'm kind of excited. All right. Well, thank you so much for being the, the first interview for the Podcast Club. I think it went very well. We will continue to to grow and grow our interview skills that was very well done by all of you guys and appreciate that look forward to listening to this one that goes live thank you for having me i love this okay in the next segment of the podcast the audio is a little bit muffled i will say we're still working to resolve getting zoom calls and live people and all that connected together and bringing you crystal clear audio. And speaking of crystal clear, Crystal is going to be our next guest of the podcast club on the OSSB podcast. And joining the podcast club today, a graduate from the Ohio State School for the Blind, Crystal Linkhorn. Welcome to the podcast, Crystal. Yes. It's nice to hear a familiar voice and reconnect with an old teacher. And it's also nice to meet new people. An old teacher? Ouch. Yikes. I didn't know I was that old. All right. No. But I'm getting there. <laughs> what year did you graduate? 2007. 2007. Been out of school for 14 years. 
So what have you been up to over the last 14 years? Well, I've been in a few workshops, few day have programs. I've been trying to find a job. I want to get a job working in technology because these days I use an iPhone. I have an iPhone and iPad. I ended up trying out screen reader system access. I got I eventually got reacquainted with JAWS with Tihon and Randy, and I'm doing a lot of research using Braille books on technology. My big thing was out with the iPhone. And what I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I have a question for you guys. All for right. some of well, you guys. We, we sure can help if we can. Also joining us is Michaela. She just walked in the, the podcast studio. Yeah, Hello, I'm right Michaela. Here. Okay. Huh? All right. Okay. A lot of people say to switch to, oh, I use Outlook on my computer, but I'm using Gmail on my phone. Does the Outlook app, work with voiceover or is that a big no it sure does yes, it does it does yeah it, the, the environment looks a little bit different but it it is uh completely workable as far as that goes we use it on the ipads here at ossb yeah we do yeah michaela uses outlook all okay. the time all right and the newest thing i've told you about is one of the newest things that none of you never know about is that we have never heard about probably is a we walk game I enjoy using it, okay. but uh, since I live out in the country, that's kind of hard. Oh, you have the actual cane, the WeWalk cane. Well, that's interesting. I've, yes. I've read a lot about the WeWalk cane. We were staying at this motel. I just yeah. entered Cracker Barrel in using the WeWalk canes app, and walked. we walked there because Cracker Barrel was right across the street or not too far from there. And we just walked there using the, and the WeWalk cane has the GPS and it navigated and I enabled the personal assistant and it told me what was around me. And So what was that like hearing what was around you? Did it just name off businesses or did it name off names of streets? Yeah, it told me like Theo's was where Theo's was and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, hey, that sounds pretty cool. Yep. How long have you had yeah. that WeWalk cane? Yeah, I got it for Christmas last year. Okay. All right. So a little over a year. Is it pretty easy to update? Does it update on its own, or do you have to connect it to your phone and update it or your computer? How's that work? It's pretty easy to update. You, It updates when the app updates, when you get updates on the app. Okay. That's cool. And these days I have a new Braille display that I've had for years. It's an Alva BC640. The Alva 640. And the B, you have that, you have that connected with your phone and your computer or what? And I've had it connected with an older iPhone that I used to have, and it does work. Well, that, that is great. So it sounds like you're doing a lot with technology. What else are you doing to stay busy? Well, doing things like hanging out with friends, going shopping, and helping my sister, volunteering at my sister's workplace. My sister's got a job at a place called Jurassic. She loves it out there. I mean, she loves it. Okay. She's had that job for how many years now? Four or five years. That's great. So you have been out of OSSB for 14 years. Uh, what kind of advice do you have for up-and-coming OSSB graduates, Crystal? One thing I will say be careful what you want to do, because basically uh, there were a lot of things I wanted to do, 
but sometimes couldn't. Okay. You have to plan, don't you? You have to have a good plan in yeah. place and then implement the plan. Yeah. I went up to the reunion about three years ago. Yeah. There's some teachers, I've talked to Carol on Messenger, there's some teachers and old teachers' aides I'd like to reconnect with that I found in my yearbook, but I don't know how to reconnect with them. Well, maybe you could leave them an email address on the podcast, and if they want to reach out, they can send you okay. an email. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to just leave this the email address I'm using on this app. Okay. krlinkhorn at gmail.com. If you will leave that for... Um, if you will leave that for Ron and Colleen Heath and their kids, because I remember their kids when they were young. Those two. I've heard that Rachel has been helping out at the school, but I don't know about Jonathan. That's what I've heard from Ernie, anyhow. Yeah, Mr. Heath's daughter is working as a teacher here now. Okay. Sure is. Will you... Um, will you... Yeah, Would you leave that information with them? I sure can do that. And you also put it on the podcast as well. So anybody listening to the podcast, if you want to get a hold of Crystal, you can send her an email at krlinkhorn at gmail.com. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Crystal. Up next on the podcast... Mrs. Finley and I are going to go to the original building and look at some of the changes that are going on over there, especially in the elementary hallway. Exciting things happening down there, like a new rec room and some exciting things for the EDGE program. So let's take a listen. That'd be Mr. Nixon. You got your own vending machine and stuff in there too, don't you? Yeah. For... Kids that are interested in that. Though. Well, we do donate more. So we worked on it last year, and then uh, there's a plan to go work at the Defensive Life Center and then COVID, right? Dan, feel this chair and tell me where it's from. Tell me where it's from. I don't know, actually. The professional library. You know, you're right. <laughs> I'm not professional, so I never went in there. Yeah, that is right. It was back in that little in that little room. This segment is about the new rec room that we just put in here. And my co-host for this segment is Mrs. Finley. And we, Panther Nation. Yeah, so we're having a snow day today on the second, and we walked over here to the original building to check out some of the changes that's going on. And this is one of them. So this is down here in the old multi-purpose room, which was the old music room. The, it's the big room off of the elementary hallway. Was it anything else that you know of? No. Yeah. It was used for storage right before this. Right, yeah. So the, that's been converted into a rec room. It has the same feel to me. Like when you come in the door, it's, you know, the carpet on the floor is still here. Um, they got air hockey. What else? What do we got going on in here? We've got like a little basketball game, kind of looks like one of those games you play at the fair where you throw the you know basketball and right. it slides down the ramp. We've got some really comfy looking furniture, um, some big couches, and then it looks like we have a giant, and I mean giant, 
TV that looks like it's hooked up to some kind of game console. Okay. Is that one, one of those 75-inch TVs? Uh, at least. It's like... Yeah, that might be huge. one of the new TVs that we're getting. That, you might be getting something that big in your oh class. Oh, my gosh. Room. Okay. So, um, so if you have light perception, you'll be able to see it. Bumper pool. Bumper pool? Yeah, that's bumper pool. Okay, okay so we've got a bumper pool game here. Uh, oh, yeah, I see. Uh, oh, is it, yeah, it's got all the jails in the yeah. middle of the table, right? Where are the, the, you know, I haven't seen one of these kind of pool tables for years. I know. I mean, we had one at the Alabama School for the Blind just like this. Wow. So. Yeah. Um, again, lots of comfy furniture. There's a piano. There's a piano. Is there? Yeah, it's over by the window. Oh, there is a piano. You're going to play for us? No. <laughs> That's the second no I got today. Yeah. Right. Okay, so yeah, so that was the, that's kind of everything on the left side of the room when you come in, and then over here to the right is that's where we got the big TV and the furniture, the couches, and uh, these couches are kind of a yeah, yeah, they, they actually do. They feel pretty new. And, What do y'all think about this new rec room? Jayla? It's dark in here. Hang on. What do you think, Jayla? You like it? Is it better than the old rec room? You remember the old rec room down in the basement? No, I don't. Okay, so yeah. Nolan, what do you think? I mean, it's smaller but nice. Smaller but nice. And we got the TV. It's up here on the stage. So, what game you guys playing? Mario Kart. Okay, Mario Kart. I didn't think it was Grand Theft Auto or something like that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, nice nice little space they got over here. That's just where you go into that little kitchen. Yeah. And there's these cups. There's also these cups. You've got leather furniture. You've got a table. You can sit yeah, so they, yeah, these are leather couches. Or leather there is a white. leather couch across from it. Yeah. So we've got the couch on one side, then we've got the table in the middle, and then the couch. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, that'll work. Uh, and, yeah, here. Yeah. We'll is that how you're going to play? Uh, yeah. There we go. All right. Decently in tune. Not bad. Well, thank you, Miss Finley. I really appreciate you bringing this rec room alive for the listeners of the podcast. And now it's time to check out some of these games. So we're going to start off with basketball. All right. You want to shoot first? Sure. All right. Ready. Ready. Oh, missed. Missed. All right. My turn. All right. So. Oh, got the rim. Got the rim. No basket. That should count for three points. If a blind guy hits a rim, it should count for something. All right. Oh, nope. Too high. Too high, yep. Uh, Come on, Miss Finley. I've only gotten one so far. Almost. Ah, it's right there. Oh, it went around. Oh, it, uh, you could it hear it go it around. It did an orbit. Yeah. It did the orbit. There we go. 
Oh, but Miss Finley just I got can, one. Because <laughs> I'm not. I didn't do that. I didn't even do it. What do we do? <laughs> do you have a puck on your end too? I did, but it's yeah. been over here. Right, do we want to play with two pucks? You don't have to. No. You want to play with one or two? I don't care. Let's play with two. Man, this one looks thicker. Hold that phone, Mr. Swanberg. All right. I'm going to bust it. Ready? Oh! <laughs> one And that was a lot of fun on a snow day to go over to the original building and check out the new changes taking place and to play a couple of games. Thank you so much, Miss Finley and Mr. Nixon, for your contributions to this segment of the podcast. Okay, so Michaela, you are in the podcast club second semester, right? Yeah. All right, very good. We're glad you're here. And you were the first one to be in person. Evan and Monty and Harper are still joining us after school virtually, but you're residential on campus, so you're able to come up here in the studio and do the podcast thing. How do you like being back in school? Um, I like being back in school because it's, it's kind of fun, but I don't like to wear the mask. That's the least part I do not like. But I like to hang out with my friends and be in podcast club with Mr. Kelly again. Great. Great. Well, we certainly are glad to have you back. Um, Hopefully everybody will be back in full force before too long. Yeah. Yeah. And what's it like staying in the dorms with with reduced numbers? Um, It's very different. Like, I have to, every time I leave my room, I have to put on my mask. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's so you don't have different. to wear your mask in your room when you're in there no, by yourself. I don't. No. Okay. All right. Well, just that's... when I leave the room, I do. Mm-hmm. Now, are you guys doing all your like breakfast and? Oh, you're doing breakfast in the school building. Are you doing dinner yeah. in the cottage, or are you coming up to the no, cafeteria? We're, we're doing dinner in the cottage in the dorm. All right. Are you guys cooking your own dinner? Or are they? They're cooking it? it for oh, us. Oh, they're cooking it, and you guys it gets delivered down there, huh? Yeah. Well, that's good. So you kind of do it family style? You pass things around or? Um, well, with COVID, I don't think we can do that. I think yeah. they just like serve it up on the plate and then they give it to us. Okay. All right. That sounds like a good plan. I was just curious about that. Yeah. How that was working. And you guys got one person in a room over there, right? In dorms? Yes. Yeah. Just one person. So this is your first time having your own room? Um, well... Yeah, because last year I shared with Alexis. Okay, all right. Having your own room definitely has its perks. Yeah. And so does having a roommate. Yeah. All right, well, thank you, Michaela. You're welcome. Earlier this month, we had a read-aloud day where different staff members took turns reading to the 4th and 5th grade class, and here are some excerpts from that. And today is World Read Aloud Day and the International Day of Play. Both of these days always occur on February 3rd of every year. World Read Aloud Day celebrates literacy and the art of storytelling by choosing a day to highlight that skill. This is Mr. Kelly and I am going to be reading the true story of the three little pigs for Miss McCumber's fourth and fifth grade class. Hey everyone, it's Ms. McCumber from the fifth grade class and I'm here to participate in World Read Aloud Day and read you a really funny book called 
Interrupting Chicken and the Elephant of Surprise. It's written by David Ezra Stein. Hey, Ms. McCumber's class. It's Mrs. Smith, your art teacher. And today I'm going to be reading the book Fish by Peter H. Reynolds. Good morning, Mrs. McCumber's class. I'm so excited to be able to read to you guys uh, this morning, um, even if it is just virtual. Um, I picked the book The Monster because I really liked the pictures on the book in the book, so I hope you guys enjoy it. I have not read it yet, so we will both be surprised by the readings together. Hi there, I'm Mary Jo Martin, Sonny Martin's mom, also known as Gogo to the grandchildren, and I'm going to read to you a Dr. Seuss favorite, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Mr. Kelly, I wouldn't be wrong in saying we've gotten a little bit of snow. You would not be wrong, except we got more than a little bit of snow. Uh, just a little. You know, about a foot or something. Two inches here, four inches there, six inches there. It just all piles up after a while. It's been quite a bit of snow, more than a lot of us know what to do with. Yeah, you're right there. I'm tired of shoveling it. Yeah? Well, how about instead we take some advice from our fifth grade class and make some snow ice cream? Well, that sounds really good. I wonder how they did that. I don't know. I guess we'll have to listen and find out. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. Today for our activity, if you want to turn to the sound of my voice so I know you're listening to me. Today we're going to be making snow ice cream. It's not called a snow cone. It's where you make ice cream using snow. We're going to make snow ice cream. Isn't this like, is it going to be good? Do we get it? Yes, you can eat it. I've seen it on TikTok. Yes. We're going to make snow ice cream. In order to do this, we need milk. We need sugar, we need salt, and we need vanilla extract, all right? All I had you guys bring was bowls and measuring stuff, all right? I brought everything else. All right, so Devon's poured in our little carton of milk, and now Brian's gonna measure out one third cup of sugar. So here's your measuring cup right here. You wanna scoop it deep in. How do you do this with Oh, perfect, perfect. You don't have to do a single thing with that. So I'm going to help you get it over your bowl. There you go. Very nice. Thank you. All right, so now what we need, we need one teaspoon of vanilla extract. So again, I will be coming around. Vanilla extract. Vanilla yeah, so if you smell it, I this is one of my favorite smells in the whole world, is vanilla. But if you taste straight up vanilla extract, it does not taste good. I can't, I can't I can't smell. Does not taste good. All right, so Jonah. Can I smell it? Sure, you can smell it. Because um, the way you make vanilla extract is you actually put a vanilla bean in some alcohol. Okay. There you go. What do you, what do you think of the smell? What do you think? I can't smell. You can't smell it. <laughs> Here you go. Why, Why is everybody keep forgetting I can't smell? You need to smell. come over the bowl. Come over the bowl. You need to pour this. I don't know why you're sharing. At least people aren't forgetting you your name. You are forgetting. Guys, when you're doing this, you measure this stuff. I'm not holding it for you. This is not a demonstration by me. I'm not a cooking chef right now. <laughs> So you hold the measuring spoon. Why are you guys on the ground? You hold the, the vanilla extract. 
Now, hold it over the bowl. You need to hold these both over the bowl. Okay? Measure up to the top. It'll come out fast over the bowl. Okay, stop. Put it in. Yeah, so we need just a pinch of salt. Because if you get too much, it'll be super salty. And that's not good ice cream. So I have a question. Sure. Can I do so it? if we no, so I just said. so if we dump a bunch of snow into it, uh huh, which is better? Well, you're gonna find out here in a minute. All right, one pinch of salt. All right, the last thing we need is snow. So I'm gonna give you a measuring cup. Yep. The recipe calls for about eight cups of snow to go in this. Just put enough in. Oh, wait, 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 stop. I'm skipping a step. I'm skipping a step. Don't look at the, the lily. Okay. You guys need to stir this up. Both of you need to take turns. Here, uh, Brian, come stir. You need to take like two hops forward. <laughs> All right, I'm holding out a whisk in front of you. There you go. You need, guys need to whisk this, which means to stir it okay. quickly. I, I can't do that. Why not? Love. You totally can. Each of you are going to take turns doing that. All right, so it should be feeling pretty liquidy, right? Yeah. That piece of Feels pretty good. It might even be starting to freeze up a little bit. Okay. So now you put snow in, so all right? Like you use snow. your measuring cups. I want everyone to have at least one turn. Measuring cups. Do not use your hands. Scoop it with your measuring cup, put it in, stir it up. Yep, put it in. And then stir it up. Keep putting snow in it. Keep putting snow in it. Put it in. It's fine. Put it in. <laughs> you guys aren't going to put too much snow in, okay? Keep putting it in. Put it in and stir. It's going to start looking kind of like soft serve ice cream is what it's going to start looking like. Yours is looking such good consistency. Oh my gosh, that's looking perfect. No, I'm not sure I'd put that much in though. Yeah, because look at your consistency right now. So yours is too watery, you need to add more snow. You want to get that stirred up super well. And you know how it's pumping up inside the whisk? Just tap it on the side. Yep, just like that. Perfect. All right, make sure that Jonah and Josh get a turn. Um, it is not fine, thank you. Oh, look at that. Oh my gosh. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Everyone's tried snow ice cream. What do you guys think? I didn't It's good. It's bomb. It's bomb. All right, we don't need any more reactions than that. Brian, what'd you put in yours? Marshmallows and chocolate chips. Marshmallows and chocolate chips. And what do you think of that? Good. It's good. Lyric, what, do you, what did you get? Um... 
sprinkles, marshmallows, and chocolate chips. Yeah? And what do you think? It's good. <laughs> I like how you're all answering me with full mouths. This is great. Devon, what'd you get in yours? Uh, marshmallows, chocolate chips. It's, it's good because I like the marshmallows, chocolate chips, because the, because the marshmallows make the ice cream chewy. Yeah, that's awesome. What'd you get, Brie? It's uh, extra sugary. Sprinkles and um, marshmallows. Sprinkles and marshmallows. And yeah. what do you think of that? It's good. It's good. Yours turned kind of a pretty lavender color from the sprinkles. <laughs> That's pretty. All right, Jonah, what did you get? I got marshmallows and chocolate chips. I see you've eaten all your marshmallows already. <laughs> and what do you think? Good. Good. I had, I had mine plain and I didn't really like it. No, but did you have fun making it? Of course I did. It's just I didn't really like the taste. Well, that's okay. Well, that, it wasn't really the taste. It was more just the feel in my mouth. Why I ate it just didn't feel nice. Oh, all right. Well, you know, that's fine. That's how you learn. I bet, I bet if I had it with ketchup, it would taste a lot better. I mean, there's a ketchup packet on your desk. Knock yourself out. I'm not going to. I mean, but this is how you know whether you like things or not is when you try new things. And I'm glad you tried it. Thank you. All right. <laughs> AJ. <laughs> AJ has, AJ's just eating out of our mixing bowl because there wasn't a lot in it. So, AJ, what do you have? Marshmallows, chocolate chips, and sprinkles. Okay, for the full mouth translation of that was marshmallows, sprinkles, and chocolate chips. And what do you think of our snow ice cream? Awesome. Awesome. All right, now I have to have some. Up next on the podcast, the podcast club is excited to bring to you an interview that we did with a person who is associated with OSSB, Miss Jessica Rickards, who is now successfully teaching assistive and mainstream technology in Albuquerque, New Mexico. She's had a very interesting journey from her OSSB days to what she is currently doing now. So let's give a warm welcome to Miss Jessica Rickards to the OSSB podcast. Hello, Jessica. How long were you at OSSB? And when? Yeah, two years. And you were Jessica Leach back then. Back in the day when I first started teaching, back yeah. in the late 90s, somewhere around there. 1998. I think it was 97 to 99. Because that year I moved, yeah, because 99 was when I moved to Oregon. Well, it's been some years since you've been here at OSSB, so we're certainly glad to reconnect with you here on the podcast today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Well, you certainly sound different now than you did yeah. when you were going to OSSB. <laughs> you were a little kid back then. I was a little kid with a lisp and gap teeth. <laughs> Well, the lisp is gone, and I suppose the gap teeth are as well, but we are on a podcast. That, that doesn't matter. Anyway, you're at OSSB for a short time, left an impression while you were here. We may come back to that in a minute, but let's talk about where life took you and what's your story after you left the Ohio State School for the Blind. Man, I've been a lot of places all over the country. Uh, when I first left OSSB, I moved to Oregon. Uh, for about, let's see, three years? Yeah, three years. And then I moved to California, spent a lot of time there, went back and forth between California and Idaho quite a bit. 
went to college in California uh, at California State University, San Bernardino, got my bachelor's in psychology, and then I went and did a little bit of undergrad work, but left that program uh, to go into the field of teaching assistive technology. And since um, my early college days, I've been in the field of assistive technology in various capacities, but teaching for around 12 years now. And that is a great field to be in. And I love that since I taught you a little bit of technology in elementary school. And actually, that's how we reconnected um, one of those social media Uh venues a couple of years back. It's always good to collaborate with people in your field and swap ideas and teaching strategies. So do you specialize in any certain type of assistive technology or any certain brand or platform? I like to say that I'm a jack of all trades. I like uh, every brand for its usefulness and I take what I can from each one because I don't think that it's good to be locked down into one ecosystem. So I know a little bit of iOS, a little bit of Mac, primarily Android nowadays, because I really like the customization that you can do with it. Windows, you know, all that, the the typical mainstream stuff. I'm still a heavy Braille user, always have been. I was the only, I think, fourth grader with a Braille Light 40 back when I was in school. Braille Light 40 ready, help, top of file. The old Braille Light 40, little sound effect of what that thing used to sound like, but it was a great unit from Blazy Engineering. Yeah, we raised a lot of money, had to get special permission to take some of the equipment home from OSSB so that I could raise money in my town, and I got a Braille Light. Do you still have that Braille Light today? I think my dad has it somewhere, and it doesn't work anymore. I think the battery on it died. (laughs) <laughs> but it's still it's still around somewhere. I certainly have a lot of fond memories of my Braille light. Oh, reading yeah. many many books on that mm-hmm. uh, OSSB got a grant and we bought like thirty five or forty of those things back in the late nineties. And I'm glad that we did that because the you know this device it really promoted Braille literacy and it also kind of paved the way into more current technology and what we did with note takers and integrating that with mainstream technology. Yeah. We've come a long way since the BI 40 or Braille light 40. Well, it's always fun going back down the memory lane to see what we have now, where it came from, but let's jump forward a little bit and talk about Android. Cause you mentioned that you do work a lot in the Android system, Android platform. Here there's some things that are coming out, especially with TalkBack and BrailleBack. Can you um, enlighten me or in our audience on, on what's going on there and some of those new innovations? I can't. There's not much I can tell you behind the scenes. I know there is a lot happening, but BrailleBack has immensely improved. There is support for BrailleBack on Chromebooks now, which is really I heard nice. a little bit about that. It will be great when they can get the input down, but so far, at least for output, it's amazing. Yeah, at least now you're getting some Braille output, and you can read Braille using the Chromebook. Yes, 
um, on Android phones, it's seamless. I can use my phone pretty easily with just Braille back and talk back. Um, but there is a lot of innovation coming. And I actually um, was so excited about the Chameleon through APH and what they're planning on doing with Google that I ended up getting one myself. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? What's going on with Google and APH? Kind of fill us in on what they're planning to do, if you know. Yeah, so apparently they're wanting to do something in partnership with Google to try to like capitalize on Brailleback. Um, right now it's not supported. I do have the Chameleon and it is a fantastic little display. I really like it because it does have some online functionality, but not enough to be like a full on note taker, which is great if you already have like a computer or something like that, but you want kind of the best of both worlds. It really brings those two together very well. So far, I've really liked the fact that you can sync all the NFB newsline content and book share content seamlessly without having to use your computer. It would be nice to see them at NLS, and I'm sure they will in the future. But what I do like about this device is because it has its own wireless capabilities, it's pretty future-proof. It's pretty well-built to kind of expand and and get even better over time. I agree with you, Jess. I think that the model, the build for that is, is really good. We've not had any significant problems with the Chameleon. I just made the investment and got a lot of them at OSSB. And they're doing a great job. They got the SD card for, you know, you can put any kind of file on there you want, USB, uh, you know, USB-C charging, uh, Bluetooth connectivity. It's working really well. And I think it'd be great if... APH and Google could expand that partnership where Google could be one of the online services for the company could just get on your Google Drive and, you know, from online services and, you know, open up your, your files or whatever. And, of course, it, you know, having that note taker capability there is also great as well. Right. What I tend to do to kind of capitalize on the note taking functionality of the device as well as be able to integrate it with my phone is I will put, you know, documents on the chameleon and then use a flash drive to transfer it to my phone for the, you know, temporary solution. But it would be great once they get the Bluetooth syncing down to file transfer between devices. So going back to Android and talking about Brailleback and TalkBack, do you think that they will combine the two so they kind of work more seamlessly together, kind of having a talk Brailleback application for Android. I don't know that they have any plans to do that from what I'm aware of because Brailleback is more open source. Google has a lot more, I think, invested in TalkBack. So the technology that you use personally, uh, so you cross both platforms, so Android, iPhone, iPad, that kind of stuff. What what are you using just for your own take care of Jessica kind of life things? I don't have an iPhone. I have an Android phone. 
So I don't have any eye devices. The only time I use eye devices is for work. I use my Android phone with a Braille display in addition to the chameleon on the side for like book reading. Well, that sounds like that works. Um, Let's talk about work a little bit, what you do professionally and, and where you're teaching assistive technology now. Yeah, so I am working for the New Mexico Commission for the Blind and I work with consumers who are adults or transitioning. So 16 to 21 year olds would be in the transition program. And anyone, you know, outside of that age range is going to be in our adult services. And we work with anyone from as young as 18 or 16 to as old as like 75 or 80 even. That sounds pretty good. Do you travel to your clients or do they come to a training center or is it a combination of both of those things? It's a combination. Most of the time, especially right now during the pandemic, it's all remote. So phone, Zoom, all that good stuff we have available to us. We do go deliver equipment right now, but it's all contactless. So we'll call ahead of time. A driver will drop it off. And if we need to assist in setting it up, we do that by phone or whatever means they feel comfortable with. But prior to 2020, we were... I have a dedicated office and we were meeting with consumers either in office or we would go to their houses and assist them in setting things up if it was something that could not be taken care of at the commission itself. It was very similar here as well. We sent our kids home and then we had to mail out devices to them and there was a lot of that over the phone helping them get set up and that kind of thing. I think maybe the restrictions might be a little less here now than what you have out there. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, different different areas are seeing different impacts. We were one of the first group in this state to get the vaccine. So I've been vaccinated, but we're still not open yet. And that's primarily because, you know, not everyone has gotten it. And so they're, we're getting there. We're in the yellow, which for here means a little less restrictive, but not quite back to in-person services. So we've had a full flavor of virtual learning and teaching and and that for the last eight, nine months or so. What's your take on it? Some things for me, it's yes and no kind of a thing. It's, It's great that you can reach a lot of people virtually, but on the other hand, sometimes things are just a lot easier if you're there face to face and you can get your hands on the technology and help them get through the, the problem that they're having or troubleshooting and teaching them the skill or task at hand. What do you think? Yes and no. In some ways, I feel like it forces consumers to take some of the initiative. So if you tell them, you know, go find File Explorer. And they say, oh, I don't know where to go. You can't just reach over and, like, assist them. They, you have to talk them through it. So they have to be able to follow directions, able to perform tasks as you guide them. And that's the the positive takeaways that I've seen from this is that it kind of forces more self-advocacy. That is a very good point, Jessica. You are taking, in essence, taking away the crutches, so to speak. And the consumer or the student has to be more involved in the problem-solving process. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's switch gears for a minute. We've talked about kind of your professional things and what you're doing with technology and teaching and learning out in New Mexico. What are you doing for fun when you're not working? Oh, man, I've been going on walks when it wasn't so cold. Um, I've been going on walks around the neighborhood, getting used to it. I live surrounded by busy streets, and so I didn't venture out as much because my experience with New Mexico drivers is that they drive like they're in their own bubble. <laughs> um, so when I'm in a car with a New Mexico driver, it's kind of funny because you get to hear all the, oh my goodness, this person just cut me off, like all the road rage and all. And you see, even as you're riding with somebody, they're driving the same way, like they're focused on themselves on the road. And so my thought is, okay, I don't want to be crossing these busy streets with drivers who aren't looking. So I had a friend and I got into walking with her before this weather turned brutally cold. And she and I went walking. Um, one at one of the walks was like five and a half miles. Um, wow. Yeah, but she taught me some routes where I didn't actually have to cross the busy streets. And I could go around. So that was really nice. And then I've been doing that uh, even when she's not with me. I will walk with, I have a guide dog. She's a four-year-old uh, yellow lab. A lot of energy. And she, <laughs> she does not do well when she doesn't get out of the house. And since the pandemic, when we haven't gotten to go in the office, it's been hard to find her good work. So this has been great. And then I'll play, you know, board games with friends or not in person, obviously. Unless sometimes when it's really nice, we'll have neighbors out and play board games out on the patio and things like that. So that's what I've been doing for fun. Nice. Yeah, I think a lot of us are hitting the pavements and walking a lot now um, with everything else being restrictive. But I was hoping you would talk about your podcasting career a little bit because I know you were doing or are still doing, I'm not sure, work with Blind Cool Tech. Um, how is that going? What's going on with your podcasting right now? I used to. Oh, you used to. <laughs> I'm no, I haven't been a part of Cool Blind Tech for a couple years now, like almost three years. So we'll have to go back a couple of years to see some of your stuff or hear it. What was some of your favorite things that you did with the Blind Cool Tech podcast? I wrote a lot for them as well. Um, I did write an article on how to play D&D if you're blind because I'm real big into Dungeons and & Dragons. And so I uh, wrote an article about it. And I consider that one one of my better ones. That is very interesting. I know that there's a lot of people who are fascinated with Dungeons and Dragons and it'd be a interesting perspective to listen to how you would do that as a person with, who is blind or has a visual impairment. And I think we got a comment from someone in the club. I think I saw that come up in the chat window. So. Well, I actually, it's Silvera. I actually was going to cut in because my boyfriend is very big into Dungeons and Dragons and he tries to get me to play. And I just, I haven't been open to it yet, but I think that that would be a really interesting article to read to learn more about, especially because I know I'm going to get sucked into it eventually. So There's lots of character sheet generators now that I did not mention in that article. So if you read through that, there's a lot of good resources. And now if you look on your app store, depending on the edition that you are playing, there's 
accessible character sheet creators. And really all you need to play D&D is a character sheet. So the character sheets allow you to develop your character and that changes the story and the, and the plot of the game, if I understand it right. Right, but the dungeon master keeps track of all that. You just keep track of basically, you know, what what health you're at, your stats, all that good stuff, depending on how how you roll the dice in the game. Everything else is created by the dungeon master, and it's all storytelling. If you've ever played Choice of Games, it's similar to Choice of Games, but the multiple choices are more open-ended. So you have a lot of freedom to help create the story. Well, that does sound very interesting and can't wait to hear more about that as we dig back through the Blind Cool Tech archives and explore it a little further. But we have another question from Miss Silvera. It sounds like you have really had a lot of experiences. You've been in a lot of different areas and kind of traveled. And obviously you're really engaged in some awesome work with like technology and everything. And I think that's awesome. And so I guess... What is one piece of advice that you would give your younger self? I would give my younger self the advice to relax and enjoy being young because work will last as long as you want it to. I was that kind of kid who put all of my energy into books. I was sitting on the beach with my family studying for my AP exams because I wanted to graduate high school early. And I think that it's great to be super focused on school. And I believe that school and education is one of the most important tickets to life that you could give yourself. But if you deprive yourself of the ability to be a kid and to embrace things like dances and proms and going out and having fun and, you know, and even, you know, dating when you're young or whatever, whatever it is that you, you know, enjoy at a young age, I think depriving yourself of some of that um, and just putting your head in the books, you lose a lot of time and you lose a lot of energy, but I still believe that I gained a lot of experiences through my efforts and my education as well. Yes, I remember you being very book-like at a, at a young age, being very fascinated. You remember the website HowStuffWorks.com. You were, you were absolutely fascinated with that website. I really was. I wanted to know, yep, I wanted to know everything. I remember before I left, I asked asked if I could print out articles from there in Braille to take with me. And it's kind of funny because that site is still up to date and it was like the first website you ever showed us. Yep, that's right. Any any hook to get you guys to get on the web and use screen reading technology and whatever it took, they're doing it. All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I really appreciate you coming on and talking with us today and joining the podcast club. Any words of wisdom or advice that you have for future OSSB graduates? Of course. And I just want to say to any future OSSB graduates out there, it's really important that you take your education farther and treat learning as 
a lifelong goal and just explore and discover everything that you possibly can. Absolutely. And apply it to everything that you do, right? Yeah. All right, Jessica, thank you so much and stay warm and stay safe. And we very much enjoyed talking with you today. Anytime. All right, folks, that's another successful OSSB podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us on the February edition. We will be back at the end of March with a lot more fun and exciting things and cover some events that are happening right here at the Ohio State School for the Blind.